Hey guys, I hope you're doing great today and I can't wait to bring you the show. But before I do, I just wanna make a quick request. If you're listening to the show and you're getting good value and you're enjoying the content and you feel that it's valuable, if you could just take a second and go and give me a rating and review in whatever platform you listen, whether it be Apple or Google or uh, Spotify, whatever it is, just go and give me a rating and review, that would be very appreciated. All right guys, let's dive in. If they've done this several times before, why are we still working with them? That would be my number one question, right? And it's a little bit of like, if you feel like I'm kicking you when you're down, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to kick you when you're down, but you need to hear this. You should not be using a contractor that has done this several times before. They've, they've shown you what they're, gonna, who, what they're about and what kind of ethics they use in business, and it's not good. You're listening to the Just Start Real Estate Podcast. If you're serious about your real estate investing business and need real answers, you are in the right place. And now, your host, Mike Simmons. All right. Thank you for joining me today on Just Our Real Estate. This is another uh, replay of our Wednesday Q&A where I answer your questions live and we get to the bottom of everything that's troubling you, challenging you, things that you're not sure about, things that you just need to know in order to move on and grow, or maybe just start your business, stuff you just don't know and you need help and you want someone who can help you right now give you the exact answer for the exact problem that you're facing in your business. Uh, we do this every Wednesday at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Facebook. You can go to my Facebook page, Just Start Real Estate on Facebook, and ask your questions. If you have questions and you want to be involved and have me help you with your business live, I can do that. You just have to log in and be part of it. So we're doing that uh, replay today, as we always do on Thursdays. We do the replay. And uh, this one was pretty interesting and pretty fun. Uh, but first of all, if you guys want me to help you like at, at a deeper level, right? you can log on on Wednesdays, and, and I'll answer questions for the time that I'm on there. But if you really want to go deep and really develop a plan for getting your business started, for growing it, uh, I grew my business to over seven figures in literally less than a year. Like I had a business that I had started. It wasn't doing much and and transformed that into a business that was gross profits over seven uh, uh, seven figures per year. Uh, and there's, there's a very definite way to do that. And there's some do's and don'ts and some landmines and things. I mean, it's not rocket science, but without someone giving you some apps, you know, some real direction and some very clear guidelines, it's sometimes it's tough. We just it's hard to succeed on your own in this world. It really is. I mean, I like to think I can do it on my own. And, and to be honest with you, I tried for six years to do it on my own. And it wasn't until I looked for help and asked for help and made myself, you know, open and vulnerable enough to accept help and to ask questions and then take the advice and the answers that I got and implement it in my business that things changed for the better for me. So I'm a huge fan of that. And I want to give back. I want to make sure that I'm helping other people do the same thing that other people did for me. And if you want that, go to thebestrealestateprogram.com. That's me, thebestrealestateprogram.com. And you will get exactly that, the best real estate program that you can possibly get. I want to help you hit your goals, and I can do that if you just have to show up, right? Just half of doing, uh, half of succeeding is just showing up. So show up at thebestrealestateprogram.com, and I can help you with that. Now, in today's show, uh, we're going to go over this Q&A that we did. It was really interesting. Uh, somebody who was working on a rather large apartment complex renovation and their contractors just walked off the job, like refused to do any more. They wanted to get paid and they wanted to get paid ahead of the work they were doing and big mess, right? So I talked through that one. 
another person who was thinking about doing the Burr method, but they had heard that it wasn't good to do. It was a bad idea to do the Burr method. So we dig into that a little bit and talk about whether or not the Burr method is right, whether it's not whether it's right for you, whether it's right for anybody. And then finally, uh, we uh, I talked to someone. I talked to about a, que- or a question that I got. I answered a question. Um, about someone who has financing lined up, they want to do short-term rentals, financing lined up, and they have properties that they can buy, like everything's in place, but they wanted to develop a solid business plan for getting out of their nine to five, and they just didn't know where to start. And so I gave them advice on that. So stay tuned, guys. This is a really, really good one. It's a little shorter one, but really, really um, uh, packed with, I think, really good stuff, really good questions that I was able to answer. So I'm excited to bring it to you guys. So get ready for this one. I give you my Wednesday Q&A. Okay, we are live here. I appreciate you guys being here. Thanks for coming back. I really appreciate it. Uh, I have been doing this for a while now. Uh, I think I've been doing it for, I don't know, eight eight or nine months, maybe 10 months, uh, maybe closer to eight or nine. But um, we do this every Wednesday at seven o'clock Eastern time, 4 p.m. Pacific. And over the course of the last eight months or so that I've been doing this, uh, I've been getting more and more questions, more and more people logging on live and asking questions. And I think that's totally cool and totally awesome. There's very few places you can go uh, in this world where somebody will give you something for free of value. And I think this is of value. I've created a, a seven-figure real estate uh, company myself. I have coached and mentored literally hundreds of people who have gone on to build the business that they had dreamed of, many of them over seven figures. Not everybody wants seven figures. Not everybody wants that big of a company. Company and I get that. And so I have mentored and coached people for the last six years, hundreds of people who have gone on to build great, great, successful, profitable real estate investing companies. And I am here on every Wednesday to give you that knowledge, to help you answer your questions uh, and and help you move forward in your real estate uh, journey. Because honestly, if I had had someone who was willing to answer questions for me open and honestly, when I first started, I probably could have cut out three or four years of just bouncing around, trying to figure it out, making mistakes, doing things wrong, um, being unprofitable, like all of the mistakes that people make in business a lot of them can be avoided. You know, They say uh, success leaves clues. And I recently attended a Tony Robbins event where he reframed that and said, success leaves footprints, right? Clues you have to look for. So success does leave clues. And sometimes you have to search for those clues. They're not always easy to find. But when you have somebody who's willing to answer questions open and honestly about you and your business and things that you're struggling with, those are more footprints. All you have to do is put your foot in the first footprint and then your second foot in the next footprint, and you can move forward that way. It doesn't have to be clues. It can be just straight up answers to your questions. And that's what I'm always trying to do here for you guys. So I hope you appreciate it. I hope you take advantage of it because like I said, I would have killed to have this information when I first started. I just didn't. And I didn't know where to go. I didn't know who to ask. And I didn't know, you know, the people I'm talking to, have they really actually done anything? So anyway, that's what we do here every Wednesday for you. And over the last eight months, it's just been a, a true thrill and a privilege to be able to answer questions and talk to and meet a lot of you folks. Uh, I, I have a program that I that I run and a program to help you get to that seven-figure mark eventually, if that's where you want to go. And, and frankly, learning from someone who's built a seven-figure real estate company, it doesn't mean you have to want a seven-figure real estate company. But if I've gotten to that point, I can surely get you to a six-figure one or a five-figure one or whatever it is you're trying to do, I can certainly do that. So uh, if you're interested in learning about how you can be directly 
mentored and coached by me, you can go to uh, thebestrealestateprogram.com. That's thebestrealestateprogram.com because that's exactly what it is, guys. I want to help you. All right. Let's dive into today and see what questions we have here. Okay. The first one is I am working on a half million dollar apartment complex renovation project and I'm struggling with our general contractor. He has currently stopped work until he gets further payment as he has done several times before. But we have already paid him for the work he is supposed to have done. What can we do to get the con? to get the contractor to finish the project quickly. Yeah, this is interesting. I'm noticing in the framing of the question, uh, a, a couple of humongous red flags and a couple of humongous uh, mistakes, okay? And so let's, let's hit those first and then I'll answer the question at the end. He has currently stopped working until he gets further payment as he has done several times before. Why are you working with a contractor that several times before has refused to do work for you for various reasons, maybe because he thought he needed to get paid more or he wanted to get paid ahead, whatever. Like this person has told you several times in the past who they are. And it doesn't sound like you're, you're completely believing this or you're unwilling to accept the fact that you have a contractor that would dare stop working for reasons that are not exactly fair, legitimate, ethical. Like if they've done this several times before, why are we still working with them? That would be my number one question, right? And it's a little bit of like, if you feel like I'm kicking you when you're down, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to kick you when you're down, but you need to hear this. You should not be using a contractor that has done this several times before. They've, they've shown you what they're gonna, who, what they're about and what kind of ethics they use in business. And it's not good. So. Um, that's one thing. Uh, and then it says, but we have already paid him for the work he is supposed to have done, which that statement implies that you don't know if he's done it yet. You said he's supposed to have done it. Did he or did he not do it? I mean, that's not the question you're asking, but it's a question I'm asking because it sounds like you're paying someone because they told you something was done, but you're not showing up at the project or having somebody, somebody show up at the project to verify work done. And it sounds like perhaps, maybe, maybe I'm wrong about this, that you have set an expectation that you're going to pay ahead for work. This person's stopping working because they want you to pay for things that they haven't done yet, it sounds like. Um, and so why do they think they'll, they'll ever get paid for something they haven't done unless you've done it in the past because they've stopped work and you've gotten frustrated or nervous that you weren't going to get the job done. And so you pay them and then they move forward. But um, never work with someone who's, who like walks off the job site for something unreasonable or unethical. And if you pay someone for work done, you need to have visual evidence that it was done. Even if it's a video or pictures, it, it, it could be okay. But getting someone boots on the ground to look, if it's not you, then somebody to go look at that project and make sure the work's getting done. But how can you get the contractor to finish quickly? The only leverage you have if you've already paid them for what they've done and they want more money is to threaten to go find another contractor. You know, and if they don't care about that, then there's nothing you can do. If they're walking off the job and and you don't owe them money, typically the contractor relationship is they do work and then they get paid. They do work and then they get paid. They do work and then they get paid, right? Over and over until the job is done. If they've already been paid for all the work they've done, 
you don't have any leverage. The only thing you can do is is fire them and tell them that you're going to go find somebody else, right? Uh, other than that, the only thing it sounds like you can do based off what I'm understanding is pay them ahead of work that they're doing, which I never suggest because it's always possible if you pay them ahead of the work, they take the money and go, right? So I don't know if maybe you can break down what what's owed to them for the rest of the job, break it down into small increments. So again, this is a half million dollar renovation on, a, on an apartment. Just to use round numbers, let's just say the renovation is $100,000. And just for the sake of me being able to explain myself, let's just say you've paid them $25,000 already for work that's been completed. And now they want more money to do the next phase of the job, right? You still owe them 75,000. Instead of saying, okay, you know, we'll pay you in $25,000 increments because you don't want to pay ahead $25,000, obviously. You can say, okay, I'll pay you for this week. Let's, I'll give you, you know, $5,000 just to work this week. Now, again, I'm not saying this is the preferred way to go or a way that I would want to go if I could handle this myself necessarily. But if you need to get it done and you believe this contractor will actually do what they say they're going to do, which I'm not convinced they will because they're walking off the job. To me, that's someone who doesn't do what they say they're going to do. But if you are, for some reason, if you're, if you're stuck on using them, then just reduce the draws significantly. Maybe you only pay them a couple thousand dollars for each week, just pay them or each three or four days, like pay them a couple thousand dollars for work that they've done. Like that, that's about, you know, all you can really do here. Or really this person to me, I'm firing, I'm getting them out of there, realizing I'm going to have to get new contractors in and it could be a pain in the butt. But if you've already paid them for what they've done and, and you're both sort of like, you, you both are like, you know, clean in terms of like what, what is owed to each other, then it's a breaking point. You just say, listen, you've walked off the jobs several times in the past. Uh, I can't work like this. I don't find your business practices to be ethical. I'm going to find a new contractor to help me not only with this problem or this project, but future projects going forward. You're going to lose all that future work too. Or you can continue to work and I'll pay you for the work that gets done. And maybe what it is with this contractor, and, and this is something that I've done on flips quite a bit, is I pay weekly. So instead of maybe like in the scenario that I painted, where and I'm, I don't, I'm not saying these are your numbers, but just so I can make the example, if $100,000 was the total renovation budget, and you're trying to pay in big draws, so it's not like a lot of payments going back and forth, you know, so it's not a big hassle. Maybe you're trying to pay it out in four chunks, maybe pay it out in smaller chunks every week. And so this person doesn't feel like they have to do $25,000 worth of work just to get paid back. Right. And again, I'm just, I'm sort of making that up as a, what if scenario, maybe that's not how it's working, but a lot of times contractors push back a little bit when they're not getting paid until they do the work, but the draws and the, the, the time between payments are so big that they push to try to get paid ahead because they don't have the, the capital, the working capital in their business to pay their people. That's totally could happen. And there is a legitimate argument there for some contractors, especially smaller ones, that they don't have enough like working capital to pay all their people for two or three or four weeks before they get some big chunk. So maybe what you could provide or maybe what you could suggest to them is say, hey, I, I'm not going to pay this big chunk ahead of time. I've already paid for you for what you've done, but why don't you just work for like four or five days, like a week, and I'll pay you at the end of the week and we'll start making the payment cycles closer together so you're never floating more than a few thousand dollars and then we'll, we'll move forward that way. Like that would be my like win-win situation. 
pay more often, pay at the end of the week, pay for what's done, but just pay more often so they don't have to try to float all of that working capital because that could be a problem for them. So that's what I would try. And if that doesn't work and they're like, nope, you need to pay me up this big chunk of money ahead of time, like, see ya, they're gone. I would get rid of them and I would bring somebody else in who has better ethics. Okay. Um, next question. Uh, I think the Burr method is an excellent investment strategy, but I'm beginning to hear more and more investors against it. They say you shouldn't be leaving money in your property and that you will lose money in the long run. What are your thoughts? Well, this is an easy one for me, but I, I think they're wrong. I, I don't think you'll lose money in the long run. In fact, I think if you look back at history, there's no evidence or argument that you're going to lose money in the long run. Real estate over, over the long term, because you're saying long in the long run, right? Over the long run, real estate appreciates. It goes up in value. I, I don't think you can realistically find me a property in the United States that's worth the same or less than it was worth in 1960 or 1970 or 1990, right? All property goes up. Now, if the argument is, I don't want to leave money in the property because I could lose money in the short run, I suppose that's true. If you do the Burr method, right? So it's buy, uh, renovate, rent, refinance, repeat. Okay, that that means you are leaving some money. You're getting all of your initial, like maybe down payment of money that you put in. You're getting that all out, and you're putting long-term financing in place. And maybe if you did that right now, in two years from now, you went to sell perhaps because real estate's really hot right now, maybe you would lose money in two years, but that's not the long run. The long run to me is 15, 20, 30 years away, 40 years away. That's the long run. You will not lose money, in my opinion, not only anybody's opinion, if you buy a property today and you want to sell it, for example, in 30 or 40 years, you will not lose money. I, there's just no evidence on that, of that in, in the history of real estate that would suggest that. Um, in the short run, you could lose money, but that's not, again, what we're talking about here. So I, I would not, you're, you're overthinking it a little bit. If, if the Burr method, you know, it's sort of like when you go on Amazon and you're going to buy something and you go, I want to look at the reviews and there's 14,000 five-star reviews and there's 25, you know, four-star, 10, three-star and five, one stars. Well, you could say some people are against this product. Yeah, but 14,000 people are for it. Like there's always going to be someone who's going to run, try to run counter to popular belief or even counter to facts and evidence. And I think the Burr method is is a great strategy for investors. And in the long run, I think you're fine. You're going to probably make out really really well with the Burr method. In the short run maybe not, but don't listen to the one or two people who have a problem with something. Honestly, I, I think, and again, I'm not necessarily saying go with the flow and the general population is always right. They're not. But the Burr method is a generally accepted, excellent way to invest in real estate. And there will always be a handful of people who go, no, it isn't. I don't think it is. It's bad. Like you're asking me, I'm telling you the Burr method is fine. In the long run, it's definitely fine. I think whoever's against it, is either uninformed, pessimistic, or they're looking for excuses not to get started maybe, right? So um, I, I wouldn't listen to them. I think the Burr method is a, is a very sound method for investing in real estate. It is, it is the farthest thing from risky or 
you know, something sketchy or something you need to be worried about. I, I think it's a very tried and true, very solid, very um, rational and reasonable way to invest in real estate. So I would not hesitate to use the Burr method. I would go for it, honestly. Next question. And this is the last one. So uh, let's see how, how, uh, how long this one takes me. All right. I'm new to real estate. I'm new to investing. Okay. I'm new to investing and I'm very interested in the short-term rental model. I've had some possible properties and financing lined up, but I'd like to develop a solid business plan so I can quit my nine to five job soon, but don't exactly know where to start. Can you help? Yes. Um, one thing is reach out to me, go to the best real estate program.com. Right? I said they're already the best real estate program.com and, and, and hook up with me. Like, let's, let's talk. But to answer your question here in a short format that we have, the problem that I'm hearing is you want to quit your nine to five. You have um, possible properties and financing lined up, but you want to develop a solid business plan. It sounds to me like you're putting this business plan development in the way of doing deals. And I'm never a fan of that. I think we as human beings to try to, even subconsciously, to try to keep ourselves safe from harm or safe from making mistakes or safe from taking risk, we, we put up sort of these artificial barriers or these artificial things that have to happen before we actually take the leap or take the, the, uh, you know, the next step into what we want to do. And one of them is thinking that you have to have a solid business plan before you do your first deal. You want to do short-term rentals. I would suggest even before your like business plan of how you're going to escape your nine to five, I would say dive deep into the world of short-term rentals, devour podcast. If you need to buy a program, um, start researching and figuring out some of the automation and some of the, the software and how what's best practices for people in that space. I don't think you have to know day one exactly what it looks like for you to quit your nine to five, because all that's going to happen is you're going to get a month or two or three, or like most people, a year down the road, you won't have written your business plan yet. And you won't have started yet. And you'll look back and go, shoot, if I had started a year ago, I might already be out of my job, right? I'm not saying planning is bad. Planning is great. I think you should plan. Go get your first short-term rental, figure it out, get it rented, get on you know all the websites start getting good ratings start cash flowing go look for your next one start stringing a couple of these together and then because it's easier to create the business plan once you understand the process and you know what's involved you're going to create a business plan that might have to be scrapped in a month after you figure out oh my gosh it takes a little longer than i thought to find renovate get it occupied you know with with um with um, people staying there and get a good rating on like Airbnb, for example, like it takes longer. So my six month plan is now a year plan or conversely, you might say my five-year plan is to quit my nine to five and you start diving into it. Next thing you know, you got three or four of these and you go, wait a minute, I could do this by the end of the year, right? The plan is going to be a little shaky and it's going to be arbitrary and you're just throwing darts until you actually go through the process. So my suggestion to you would be, Put the business plan for quitting your job on hold for a minute. Go get your first short-term rental. Get that process worked out. Maybe even go get your second one. 
go get that process figured out. Understand what's all involved, the timeframes, your capacity for getting it done. Like I might be able to get a short-term rental up and running in two weeks. It might take you two months or maybe the opposite. Maybe you get it done in two weeks. And because I'm running other businesses, it takes me two months, right? We don't know. We're both different. So uh, I say, go get those one or two rentals done, producing cash flow. understand from A to Z, the process for making that happen, then create your plan for escape. But in the meantime, you're making progress. So I'm always a fan of like, get out there, get started, do your first deal. I spoke to someone recently. Um, I won't mention his name because they might be listening to this. So if you, if you are, you, you know who I'm talking about. Um, created a logo and ordered business cards before getting his first deal. And I said, literally, those are the things that I talk about in a cliche way that people do in order to put off what really needs to be done, which is generating revenue and buying property. So I'm going to give you the same advice here. Like, I want you to be able to quit that nine to five too. I, I know the feeling of being in the nine to five and hating it or wanting to be out of it. So go do your first one or two short-term rentals. Get, the, get that process down, get it under your belt, then create your plan of escape. And by the way, your escape plan, I would be making that at night before you go to bed or first thing in the morning when no one's awake, like do it in spare time, do it at the time when you can't really realistically be making a lot of progress in other areas, do it like late or very, very early or the middle of the night, whatever. Don't do it during the day when like on your lunch hour of your nine to five, where you could be like calling and making offers on properties and talking to the financing and making sure that's all good. Like that can be done before work at lunchtime and after work. And then, you know, I don't know if you have a family or kids or whatever, but spend time with your loved ones and your friends or whatever you want to do. And then at night, do that escape plan at night, like late, 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 when you can't make calls, you can't, you know, realistically, you don't want to be emailing and texting people. Like that's when you do those kind of activities. That is not a middle of the day, prime time, prime work time activity. That's an after hours or before the day starts type of activity. Go out there and get those rentals, get them under your belt, understand the process, and you'll be better equipped to make that plan because the plan will probably be pretty garbage until you actually figure out what it's going to take to get it done. Okay, guys, this is a relatively short one. Only had a few questions, which is totally fine. It's good, hard hitting, real fast. Um, but again, go to uh, go to my website. Go to thebestrealestateprogram.com. That's thebestrealestateprogram.com to see what I'm currently offering and how you can work with me. I want to see you. I want to talk to you. I want to help you. I can only do so much on these Q and A's, especially when it's a a question that was emailed to me or DM during the week. And I'm getting to it now. If I'm not talking to you live or I don't have a chance to answer, ask follow-up questions, sometimes it's hard for me to give you the depth of answer that I think you're going to need. And uh, you can get me like that. If you, if you come in and, and enter my world and, and uh, raise your hand that you want to be involved in one of my programs. So go and do that. I can't wait to see you guys until next week, get out there and get started. Don't wait to get started by making plans and setting plans and making logos and like go do deals, driving leads, making offers, selling property. That's, that's real estate investing, right? Leads, offers, revenue. So go out and make that happen. If you're not doing one of those three things, you're not really doing yourself a huge favor probably. So go do it and I'll see you next time. All right. I hope you enjoyed that. Remember, I do these Q&As live on Facebook on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. I hope you enjoyed this. Tune in next week for another installment of live Q&As answering your questions. Okay. Until next time.